The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. I'm so excited to hear all my girls cheering, all my girls cheering, because today's ambitious podcast episode is all about women empowering women. And I'm going to give you 10 ways today that you can help empower other women, therefore empowering yourself. But before we start, I always like to read the iTunes review of the week, and it's from Laura Karam. And she says, Katie knows what to say to light that fire in your life, all in a funny and honest way. Perfect words of wisdom for anyone who wants to grow in all aspects of their life. Keep working it, girl. Well, thank you, sister. Thank you, my dear. And please email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC. And if you are new here to the Ambitious Podcast, welcome. I want to catch you up on what we are all about here. And every episode, I speak on what I like to call my six life makers or breakers, and here they are. So number one is wealth, abundance, and money mindset. Number two is health, nutrition, and overall wellness. Number three is feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Number four is relationships, the good, the bad, and the toxic. Five is environment. Are you Pinterest perfect or are you an episode of Hoarders? And number six, my favorite, non-negotiable spiritual practices. And then coming down the pretty pink pipeline of KBMFC, we have some awesome events that I would love to have you a guest at. Every month at KBMSC, we have two reoccurring events. One is our goddess gathering, and two is our monthly sound healing and fire ceremony. We'll get to that in a second. But on 10-10-18, which if you're listening to this today, is mañana, that's Spanish for tomorrow, um, it's going to be my two beautiful soul sisters, Kristen Tellier and Jill Coletti. They're going to be having a Reiki and meditation circle from 7 to 8 p.m. And the cost for members of KBMFC is $20, make you holla. And if you're not a member, it's 25 And it's going to be an absolutely magical night. Again, if you're looking for your tribe, you're looking for your community, 
come reach out to them. I will um, link this in my show notes. And then on 10, 13, 18, I start my first virtual business mastermind. There are two spots open. If you're interested in taking your business to the next level, or if you don't have a business yet, but you have an amazing business idea, this is for you, especially if you live very far away. I have people from Michigan, Ohio, California, Australia already joining the virtual mastermind, which is so, so, so exciting. And that is going to be 10, 13, 18. And then our second installment of our in-house mastermind is going to be Sunday, the 14th of October. And it's also Kristen Tellier's birthday, which is super exciting. And um, we are already kicking ass and taking names. The people that are in our mastermind are just doing amazing things. And it's so wonderful for me to watch everyone grow and all these beautiful ideas come to fruition. It just really just makes my heart so full. And then 10, 17, 18 is our goddess gathering. I really push so much tribe, so much community, so much sisterhood at KBMSC. I think that we really, really, really are just craving this right now. We need more girl time in our lives. And um, it's it's a free night. So it's going to be um, from 6.30 to 8.30 on the 17th. It's a Wednesday evening. My goal for these goddess gatherings are to obviously find your tribe and talk about you know, issues that women are facing on a daily basis. But also I want it to be a female spiritual BNI. I want us to all know what each other does and really just use it as a networking event. Because sometimes, and I know I feel this way, I feel like when I'm trying to sell something or do something with my business, I'm like screaming into the void. Like, does anyone see what I'm posting on Facebook? Does anybody hear me? Um, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. So this is the night for you. And then 1020, Kristen and Jill are also going to be doing an amazing vision board making seminar. It's going to be called Daydreaming with a Purpose. And it is going to be from 1130 a.m. to 1.30 p.m at KBMFC on October 20th. And it's $30 for members of KBMFC and $40 for non-members. It's going to be fabulous. I will be there. I'm sure these broads are going to teach me some shit about manifestation. And then um, last but certainly not least, on 10-24-18, we have a sound healing for the full moon. If you don't know this about me, I play the crystal tone bowls. We do chanting. We do our fire ceremony. We write down all the things that no longer serve us. We go outside. We burn it. It's so tribal. It's amazing. It's so empowering. And anyone who's ever gone to sound healing before knows how awesome it is. And this is far away, but not so far away that we can't talk about it. What I am most excited about right now, not that I'm not excited about other things I just talked about because that's also very exciting. But what I'm so excited about right now is one of the dreams that I have been manifesting for the last decade of my life is to teach at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Healing. And I got my wish. I worked, I did my spiritual work, and I did my life work. And now I'm going to be teaching um, the Live Your Best Life seminar on January 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Kripalu Center in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. I will be linking um, in the show notes so you can check out that weekend. It's going to be so empowering. And the coolest part is, other than all the other 
amazing stuff that we're going to do. I have DJ Nick's coming in to spin on the ones and twos. Wicka wicka. We're going to have a spiritual pajami jammy jam on Saturday night, the 5th. And I already have my unicorn onesie and my um, high top chucks. They're pink, by the way, ready to rock so I can get into bust a move. I'm going to do the Roger Rabbit. I'm going to do the running man. I'm going to learn the floss. I don't know. It's been taking me some time. So we will be partying our asses off. And two things before we get into the nitty gritty, because this shit is going to be lit AF today, because we're talking about empowering women. And what's more important than that? Nothing. Um, Get your ass over to kbmfc.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You will be entered to win an Ancient Nutrition Keto Starter Kit, which is so amazing. It's worth over $200. And um, on Mondays, I usually send out, you know, an email with like recipes and like what I ate during the day and some kind of inspiration. And on Fridays, I send out a workout video that's been done by yours truly. So you can see these titties just bounce up and down, up and down as I'm doing all my plyometric work. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's free and you're fucking welcome. So just get your ass over there. And secondly, the only way that we as soul sisters can help make ambitious a true and powerful movement is and to help it touch as many people in the world as we can is by sharing it. Text the link to a friend who you need, who maybe needs a good laugh. Because I am kind of funny. I don't know if you knew that. And you know, a swift kick in the ass. Some people need a swift kick in the ass. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tag Katie Boyd's Misfit Club on Insta. Share our live video from the studio. And do not forget to give Ambitious a five-star review on whatever modality you consume this podcast on. And like I always say, if you don't like what you're hearing, instead of giving Ambitious a bad review or being a low-life scumbag and talking shit, I just say go into a dark room, light a candle, put on a little prince, and go fuck yourself. Purple rain, purple rain. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into this shit. Sorry. (laughs) I just like Mr. Ed Sullivan to do extra work, you know, extra work. So the quote of the day is, empowered women empower women, right? So in 2009, my man, his holiness, the Dalai Lama said, the world will be saved by the Western woman. Just like let that sink in for a second. The world will be saved by the Western woman. Now, I don't agree that it has to be the Western woman. I think that women in general are going to save the world. We already are saving the world. And you know, this bold statement was delivered during the Vancouver Peace Summit, and the Dalai Lama is a self-proclaimed feminist, which thank you, your holiness, for that. So if we want things to change... We have to be the change that we want to see in the world, you know? And it's funny because I want to pull it up on my phone. I have been following um, this artist. Her name is Courtney. I think it says, I think the way you say her last name is Preve, but it's spelt P R E V. No, I'm lying to you. P R I V E T T. You can follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. Um, but, and she has the most awesome drawings. And I've been posting them on my social media. And the last one that I posted um, was this morning. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, go over there. And it's, um, it's all about sexual assault victims. And, you know, this is it's a picture of a woman. And it, on the bottom, it says, nevertheless, she pr- 
persisted. And she's sitting and she's looking at this wall and the wall has all these captions and it's been long enough. Get over it. You shouldn't have been walking alone. He was your friend. That wasn't rape. Young people make mistake mistakes. Women can't be rapists. You were asking for it. How much did you have to drink? So all of these things, this, this poor woman is like looking at all this wall of all these things that sexual assault victims have heard. Um, I've heard some of these and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. She also has one that I've posted about moms, like mom shaming. You know, it's like, oh, you're not breastfeeding your baby. Like that's really bad for your baby. Oh, you're breastfeeding. That's disgusting. So it's all of these like paradoxical messages that we as women are getting every day. And no wonder why we're walking around like psychopaths, depressed, stricken with anxiety. We don't know what's right and what's wrong. And a lot of us, because we're just so paralyzed, we give up. And if you look around the world right now, so many women have given up because it's like, nothing I do is ever going to be right. So why even fucking try? And this is the problem because we as women are not standing together. We're giving up and we're just like letting all of the darkness take over. Right? So the drawing really gave me all the feels. I remember seeing it and I just like wept when I saw it. And I think the reason why it hit me the most was because the captions of the first drawing that I saw that, that Courtney has did draw. I'm like, Oh my God, I have heard every one of those captions in my entire life at some point in time. And the most fucked up part about it is that most of those things came from other women. Like what the fuck are we doing to each other guys? So I want to give you guys 10 tips today that you can start implementing in your life to start empowering your soul sisters. Okay. So number one, know what is happening and what has happened in the past. I'm going to link, um, in my show notes today, this really cool, you know, it's like down and dirty. It's on everything from suffrage to the glass ceiling, to our fight for reproductive rights, where a lot of people like really aren't educated about this stuff. And there's even stuff that I thought, oh, I'm a feminist. Like I'm go women. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know all these different things that have happened in our past. Like, whoa, this is eye opening. So um, I'm not going to get into all that stuff today because it will be like 17 podcasts long. But if you want to educate yourself a little bit more about what women have gone through, go down to the show notes. So think about it. You know, it's, it's hard to read. It's, it's, it's scary to watch on the news what women are going through, how they have been treated now and over the last few hundred years. And it's really, really, really torturous. But I will say this, we've come a very, very long way which I'm very proud of us all as women, but we are not even close to being out of the woods. And with everything that's been going on in mainstream media, I feel as if we have a lot more work to do and the work has to be done by us. And that being said, female empowerment comes from females. The problem is we in so many ways are keeping ourselves locked in our own prisons while we fight amongst each other over frivolities. Men, especially privileged men, are running shit and they're fucking laughing at us and they're happy that we're like killing each other and ripping each other apart and doing all these terrible things to each other because they're like, oh, keep those broads busy while we run to the bank, right? And I'm not saying all men because I know a lot of amazing men that my husband being one of them who are, are feminists, 
But there are many men still today that think that they're living back in fucking World War II times, and that's bullshit. So helping another soul sister up is the only way. We need to stop blaming the man, and we need to start turning the mirrors on ourselves as women. Number two, use your voice. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately in the last year. And when I go to the airports, there's like these signs that says like, if you see something, say something about terrorism. But isn't the terrorism, we're doing it to our own selves, right? So if you see something, we need to start speaking up. So Matt and I were sitting on the couch this morning having a cup of coffee and I was talking to him about all these different things. And I actually educated him on some of the things like he didn't even know what was going on. So you ever been in the grocery store or you're at work And I know Kristen and I have had this conversation before and you know, like Kristen's trying to make a drink and like this dude behind the bar is like, honey, why don't you smile? Right, Kristen? And I've had it happen to me so many times when I've been working or even like I'm pushing my carriage in the grocery store and I'm thinking about like what I'm going to make for dinner. Then this old fuck comes by, you know, like daddy Warbucks and he's like, oh, honey, put on a smile. It's like, what the fuck am I look like? Am I your dancing fucking monkey? I have to smile for you. But what do we do? We smile. We literally look at them and go, ting. Are you fucking kidding me? So if you see this happen or you yourself are enduring something like this, speak up. Be like, don't fucking tell me what to do. What is he going to do? He's going to hit you with his fucking catheter? I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Like, (laughs) what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Or when someone says something to you, like, and I... (laughs) so crazy because I've been sexually harassed so much in my life that I actually like, I'm so numb to it. Like it happens to me and I'm just like so used to it, like rolls, rolls off my back. But what I have found really works so well in any time that someone fucks with you. So if someone says something to you, right, instead of like doing what they say or, you know, whatever, partaking in their bullshit, just look at them and just go, what did you just say? Because they have two choices. Number one, look like a total fucking dickhead and say it again, which is just going to make them look even worse than the first time they said it. Or this is usually what happens when you call them out. They go, oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. No, you weren't, motherfucker. You were trying to fuck with me and I will not let it happen. So call people to the carpet. Use your voice and be ready. So every time you leave the house in the morning, I know this is crazy. I talk about cloaking. We talk about getting yourself ready to leave the house, but also leave the house saying, okay, I'm a woman. I'm leaving the house. Be ready for anything. Be ready to tell someone, what did you say? Be ready, you know, to tell someone to go fucking pound sand if they ask you to ting your smile. You know, um, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she is a server at a restaurant and she was telling me how, um, this man wanted a Long Island iced tea. Fucking classy, of course. So the guy was like, miss. And then he fucking whistled at her. He whistled at her. And I'm like, I'm not a, my head almost exploded, right? Or like when people like men do this to you, they snap their fingers. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? I will break every fucking finger on your hand and I will shove all your freaking digits up your ass. You'll be spitting out your fingers for a motherfucking week. Okay. But this is the problem. What do we do? They whistle at you and you're like, yes, because we have been molded and brought up by our mothers and their mothers to be the service providers and to always be happy and like Mary fucking Poppins. Well, I don't fucking want to be Mary Poppins anymore, people. And I don't think any of you here and the, one, the people that are watching at home and listening want to feel that way. So start really using your voice. Number three, this is one that I know very, very well. 
Stop gossiping. Stop judging. This is honestly what I see the most of the, um, the micro that we do to each other as women. And then we're like, men are keeping us down. It's like, no, no. Every time we open our mouths against each other, we are chipping away at feminine, femininity and our divine feminine energy, okay? And I was in the pageant world my entire life, right? And Matt and I were talking about this this morning. He's like, what we really have to ask ourselves, especially as people who are volunteering or pageant girls who have these like amazing platforms and they're doing all this amazing volunteer work, what are you doing when people aren't looking? Are you volunteering and doing all these things because you want to, because you want to evolve the world? Or are you doing it for accolades? Are you doing it to climb the ladder, so to speak, right? It's all about character. And in the pageant world, it's like, oh, I'm just here for, you know, the scholarship money. It's like, fuck you, bitch. Your dress costs more than all the money you won with every pageant you've ever done in the last five years. You are there to open other doors unless you are winning pageants that have so much scholarship money that it's like insane, which really doesn't happen anymore because it's not 2004. But in the pageant world, I just remember these girls coming in who I thought so highly of. And then they're like, oh, do you see what so-and-so was wearing? Oh, did you see so-and-so's cellulite? Oh, she wasn't in shape for swimsuit. Oh, she can't even speak in an interview. It's like, we are supposed to be the poster women for empowering other women. And you are literally talking about someone's skin dimples. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then to blame men for it, it's like, turn the fucking mirror around on yourself, sister. You are keeping all of us down. And don't even get me started on mom, mom shaming. I never realized it, but I was a mom shamer for so many years because I'm 37 years old. I don't have little babies of my own. And I go out to a fancy restaurant with my husband and I want to have some champagne and eat. And then there's a kid in the next booth screaming its head off. And it's so funny because being around such amazing and inspirational women who are mothers and watching them and what they go through every day has inspired me so much to, I mean, obviously I don't mom shame anymore because you guys have beat me out of it, but I didn't even know I was doing it. And I think that so many of us women don't even know that we're putting that shit on our, our, our soul sisters. We have to stop the gossip and the judging. We are our own worst enemies in this. Number four, find like-minded communities of women and tribes of other uplifting and powerful goddesses. This is so, so important. So many women email me or they Facebook me or they Instagram me and they're like, what you're doing at KBMC is so amazing. You're bringing these women together, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you can join. You can be part of it. But they're either fearful or they make excuses, which obviously we all know that excuses are fear-based. How many of us in this room have made excuses that really, if you peel the onion, it's all fear-based, right? So find those tribes. It doesn't have to be at KBMFC. There's millions of other places to find like-minded tribes, but you have to go out and actively find those tribes because especially like after, after high school and college, where can you really find like-minded communities? And then what happens is you end up hanging out with the moms at school and some of those, let, let's be honest, they're not like-minded, right? 
So find it. We have the goddess gatherings, like I said before, at, at, at KBMFC. We have sound healings. We do dinners. We go to book signings. We do all these things together. Um, I just had a leak in my basement last week, and my friend Fatima Silva is texting me, can I come and help you clean? Can I do this? Um, if I'm sick, people will offer to bring me food. Like This is the way that we as women were made from the get-go. When a woman in Africa and certain tribes has a baby, every day another woman from that same tribe will cook her meals that are specifically for the food goes for like what the body has to replenish after childbirth. And they let them sleep and they help them and they clean their homes for them. And that baby never touches the ground. Their feet never touch the ground for two years of their life. Why is this not what we're doing in the Western world? Think about, would there be postpartum depression unless it's like a chemical thing? Because so much postpartum depression is you have all these people and then all of a sudden what happens? Everyone goes and you just feel totally alone. And then you're just left with that little blob of nothing, screaming, wanting your boob, shitting itself, throwing up. I mean, like, yes, being a mom is joyful, but it's difficult, especially if your husband or your partner works outside the house and you're the main caretaker. It's lonely. Like, we don't think about that. We think about just visiting the person that day in the hospital and then, the, and then they ghost and then you're alone and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? This is a nightmare, right? So find like-minded community and really help. Number five, this is so important. I do this so much at my gym. My girls do this so much at my wellness center. Support other women's business and organizations. At KBMC, the women in my tribe all help each other in every way. We give shout outs to each other on social media. I never see that. I see other people's businesses and they stick to just what they're selling, just what they're doing, and they don't ever help anybody else. We support each other's businesses. We support each other's goals, dreams, aspirations. I'm leading a mastermind right now and it has made my heart sing because I get to teach all the things that I've learned over the 20 years that I've been in business at KBMFC to other women who want financial freedom, who realize that financial freedom is true freedom. I can't tell you how many women I know that they want to purchase something at my company and they said, I have to ask my husband. And I literally, I'm like, oh, say, say, what, what did you just say? What, what did you just say? Um, did, I, uh, did I hear that correctly? Uh, fuck you. Um, I buy what I want when I motherfucking want because I make my own goddamn money. I just can't believe that women have to ask their husband in this day and age to spend money unless you guys are on a budget and you have to talk about it. But rephrase it, say, I just have to talk to my husband about this. But these women actually say, I need to ask my husband permission to spend this money. I'm like, <laughs> if you can't see me, I'm jerking off with both my hands right now if you're listening to this podcast, okay? That's crazy. And we work together to solve problems. You know, if someone comes into the gym and they're struggling and each one of you guys that are here today have come in and been like, I'm fucking dealing with this thing. And we all like swarm her, right? Like, okay, what can we do? What can I take over? Can I help you with this? That is is the divine feminine energy that the age of Aquarius is actually taking over. I'm not saying that the patriarchy is dead and I'm not a man hater. So don't fucking come and email me when you're a man hater and shit, fuck you. Okay. I love men, (laughs) especially Matt Babine. But this is a real thing. Okay. Like we need support. We cannot live like this. We cannot do this alone. 
And remember, when you do this for other women, it's going to pay you back tenfold. It's the law of reciprocity and attraction. Six, fight for other women, not against them. I cannot tell you how many women bring other women down for the sake of sheer fucking jealousy. Remember, you are me and I am you. We are all fighting this fight together. Stop trying to bring your, uh, you know, a woman down because maybe you think she's prettier than you or she's better than you or she has more than you, whatever. Stop this shit. Number seven, be vulnerable. Women find solace and strength and honesty. I have no problems telling, you know, my people, my downfalls and my hard times. I am a survivor of sexual assault. Um, in, and this is the one that sticks out in my mind because it's happened to me more than once, but with all the stuff that I've been doing work as far as like on this podcast and doing research and it's dug up so many emotions. And it's funny because I totally compartmentalized this, this thing that happened to me. And in college, I was at a party. We were all drinking. It was off campus. I was dating a guy at the time. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to go in this other room and lay down on the couch. I was like, probably just, you know, did too many keg stands. Whoa, what's new in 2004? In 2004? And I laid on the couch and all my guy friends were in the other room and my girlfriends had gone home. And one of their friends, who was like a really super close friend of, that, friend of them, came in the room. There was two doors in the room. And I just remember like opening my eye because I heard like rustling in the room. And he was moving the um, bureaus and the armoires in front of the doors. Can you imagine? Like I'm just like lying there hammered and I'm like looking out of one eye. And this huge dude is pushing the bureaus and the armoire. And then all of a sudden he got on top of me. He was humongous and this went on for a good couple minutes and I was screaming and screaming and then the guy, our, my guy friends broke the door down, stuff fell everywhere and I don't even know what happened to him but it's crazy because I don't even think like I even knew what was happening and then by the end of it, you're like 20 something years old, you're resilient, you just go home and then you go to fucking class the next day. There was no like person intervening and being like, you should really talk to someone about this. I was just like, oh, okay. Got to go to exercise science class in the morning. Got to get my shit together. So that was one of the times. And I've been in an abusive relationship. Um, There was a good five-year stint where I was with this guy. And, you know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So this is near and dear to my heart. And one, one time that stands out in my mind the most is... I was at a party. I was having a party at my house. It was all my friends. We had done um, a bike run that day for some cause. And we had gone out and we were drinking and we came back to my house. We were drinking more. And I was mouthing off. I'm using my quotation fingers, mouthing off to the guy I was dating. And I'll never forget it. He kicked this candle over in my face and burnt me with the wax and then dragged me by my throat down the hallway into um, a walk-in closet. And he was about 300 pounds huge guy got on top of me and was just choking me, choking me, choking me for a good couple minutes. And the craziest part is my friends saw it happen and they just left. And if it wasn't for um, two of his friends being there and pulling him off of me, I know that I would have died. I remember lying on the ground being choked and saying to myself in my head, oh my God, I'm going to fucking go out in my goddamn walk-in closet in this shitty apartment. Like this is how I'm going to fucking die. So just remember that. And business, dude, I had a fucking, I, I was talking to Matt about this today too. I had a landlord who used to come to my old gym in Wellesley with his dick 
hanging out of his pants. He would knock on my door at seven in the morning. I would be waiting for a client. I would open the door and his whole hog, not the balls, just the shaft, was fucking hanging out of his pants. And I'm like, motherfucker, it is 90 degrees below zero. You don't feel a giraffe. Your, your shit is hanging. So at the first I was like, okay, maybe this is just, you know, a weird thing. And then it happened again and again. And he would come in my gym and be like, are there any naked girls in here? I mean, like, but back then, because I'm so, we're so desensitized from this shit. We're just like, oh, it's just the guy whipping his cock out again at the front door. I mean, this is not okay. So remember, be vulnerable. Tell people your story. It makes people feel better. They feel like they're not alone. The Me Too movement is a real fucking thing, people. Number eight, help. And I mean really help another woman who's facing adversity. The problem is right now in this day and age, we listen to people complain and then we go, oh yeah, I get it. And then what do you do? You go to fucking market basket or you move on with your life or you go to work. You never leave and really say, wow, I wonder if, you know, Jillian is really struggling right now. I should really reach out to her. I should ask her out for coffee. I should bring her to lunch. I should make a meal for her and come over her house. No one fucking does that anymore. But back in the 40s and the 50s, women congregated and, and hundreds of years ago. That's what would happen. Now we're so, we're so disconnected and we wonder why we're all depressed. We are riddled with anxiety and we're just walking around like we have nothing because of this reason. Nine, become someone's mentor. This is so important. I had a mentor growing up. Her name is Lorna Sleeper Brunel. She owns the Burtwood School of Performing Arts in Middleborough, Massachusetts, amongst many other roles and titles that she has. And she really taught me so much about being a real strong woman. And now I, in turn, because I had that mentorship, I mentor so many young girls that come into my wellness center. And honestly, it's the best thing I can do. And I always say to myself, I wish that I had, uh, you know, I did have a Lorna, but I wish that other people had a Lorna when they were growing up because they didn't, especially if you didn't have a strong mom, right? And remember, you can mentor someone, but you have, they have to row their own boat. So you can give them the tools, you know, it's like row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. You can row your own boat, but you can't row their boat. You have to give them the tools as a mentor, but you can't, okay, get your oars out and row your boat. No, it's going to blow up in your face. And last but not least, and I think that I am um, a person who really does this, and if I don't, I always try to bring myself back, is lead by example. Lead by example. Be the person that you want to have. You know, everyone's always like, what about me? Give it to me. Give it to me. It's like, no, you need to be what you want to get what you want. It's the same thing in a marriage or a relationship. Everyone's like, he doesn't bring me flowers. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. It's like, why don't you do it and then see what happens, right? So I'm going to end today with this quote. Some of us are becoming the men we wanted to marry. And that's by the fabulous Gloria Steinem. So thank you all for being crusaders of the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Ow! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.